What's up everybody, my name is Sid, and I've teamed up with the big homie Rage to bring y'all something new, something we like to call the Yards of Scoreboard. Y'all be sure to review, rate, and subscribe. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard, where every 25-point lead is safe. As always, I'm Sid. What's going on, Reg? Hey, who that? Who that? <laughs> doing great, my man. How you doing today, bro? I'm good. I'm good. So let's let's get right to it, man. Coming off of the biggest win of our season so far, uh, which ended up giving us the biggest loss of our season so far as well. Uh, the New Orleans Saints get home on, on Halloween and take care of business against the GOAT, Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, pulling off a 36-27 to victory. There is definitely a lot to go over from that game and with the Saints in general now. Um, but let's start with the actual game. How did you feel about that performance? Oh, man, it completely caught me off guard. Uh, I didn't think that we would uh, be able to score as many points as we did. I uh, knew the defense would play their part and do their role, but I just didn't think that the offense would come with it. Uh, like you said, man, huge loss for us with, with Jameis Winston because he was kind of starting to figure some things out, and that's not even having weapons. He just started to look a little bit more comfortable every week. And, I mean, Jameis was using his legs a lot this week, and especially even in that game before the injury. But um, the Saints had some good takeaways from it. We were able to uh, neutralize uh, Tampa Bay's defensive line, give Jameis a little bit more time, and uh, he he kind of uh, played a significant role with us, uh, setting the tone early. Um, I think for as uh, what I saw from Tampa Bay side, uh, they went to the slot, and I always feel like they have the mismatch in the slot against us because we play a lot of man uh, defense. But um, Godwin definitely got the better C.J. Gordon-Johnson. He didn't, like, torch him, but when they needed him, yeah. he was there. Uh, Tom Brady overthrew Mike Mike uh, Evans for a touchdown or two that kind of could have put the games kind of back back and forth, you know, in the situation where Tampa had the upper hand advantage. But uh, ultimately, the Saints, uh, they played great. They played well. Um, I know take, the takeaways for me, I didn't like us going forward in the first quarter. Uh, I'm not sure if that was the first possession we had the ball or not, but uh, we went for it early. I think, I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, I'm just not a big fan of of going for it. Like, unless the team is just that much better than you, I can see it. Or maybe if uh, you think that this team is just going to have the potential to run the score up on you and you need to make every possession count, I see it. But in that game, that early, I just didn't see it. I just didn't see it. And then once again, you know, the play call on that, like, you know, straight up the middle, they got Via Vea. Nobody's running on Tampa Bay, especially in situations where they possibly know that you may run the football. Um, I just didn't like the call. I didn't even like going for it. Uh, but other than that, hats off to Sean Payton. He's been getting uh, a lot of value out of these guys and winning a lot of meaningful games with very uh, a lack of talent right now with all the injuries we've had this season. Um, and I can't speak enough about Dennis Allen, the job he's done with this defense. So another great win for the Saints this past Sunday. So I want to start where you uh, where you finished that, which is the fourth down, uh, being aggressive uh, early in the game like that. Uh, and we talked about it as soon as it happened. I have I have no issue with us going forward on fourth and one, fourth yeah. and two. It's all about the play call. That that play call 
killed me, bro. Like it did. Like you said, who's running up the middle on fourth and one against Vita Vea and that defense? Um, so the play call really, really, uh, really is what irked me about that. Not the fact that they went for it because once again, it remind me of the Giants game. You're at home. You want to capitalize on that momentum early. Uh, trying to go ahead and score on that first possession. So you you roll the dice on that. Um, once again, like you touched on, man, the the injury to Jameis, man, he looked like he was he was finally getting into a rhythm. He was finally uh, into a position where it seemed like Sean Payton was trusting him a little bit more, opening up the playbook a little bit more. Um, and once again, he he won the quarterback battle uh, against Taysom Hill uh, for a reason because he was the best uh, that we had. So to lose him, uh, yeah, that's that's a big one. Um, defensively, like you say, but Dennis Allen, hats off to D- Dennis Allen. Like Sean Payton, yeah, he's he's we know how great Sean Payton is, but Dennis Allen is the one who seems to not get as much credit as he deserves. Um, and it's another it was another good showing for him uh this week in that defense. I I didn't see them scoring this many points either team. Honestly, I had it as a pretty low scoring game. Um <clears throat> when Jameis goes down, you know, then it's really like, ah, what we going to be able to do now? Right. Um, and once again, Sean Payton went out there and made it work. Um, right. Trevor Simeon, hats off to him. He put up a, a Jameis performance, 16 to 29, 159 yards, a touchdown, didn't turn the ball over, um, which is most important in, right. in what, we, what we've been doing this season and what we're trying to do. Um, man, we, we had no receiver go over 40 yards this game, mm-hmm. not once. So that's another thing that, you know, you that's hats off to be able to perform like that um, in those circumstances. But it was a great win. Like I said, it's the biggest one of our season this far. Um, it was it was a huge win. It was a much needed win when it came to division, uh, division ranking and division standings. Um, but once again, we also suffered our biggest loss, which is Jameis Winston. Um, and now Michael Thomas not returning at all this season, yeah. which after after last week, it kind of felt like it was heading into that direction. It didn't seem like it was it didn't seem like he was progressing towards being ready anytime soon. So it's probably best for him to go ahead and and shut it down uh, early. And man, Twitter is relentless. And, um, and <laughs> Twitter is relentless. And, and I just Injuries are all the same. Like, it don't always play out the same way. This isn't anything. Sean Payton even came out and said, I saw earlier, this isn't a thing about his will to play or anything like that. It's something that happened with the surgery that ended up, you know, setting him back. So um, it's good to have that information out there. You don't want to attack the man's character like he just right. didn't want to play or anything like that anymore. Um, but, yeah, man. So now here we go. Uh what are we? Five and two? Five and say. two. Yep. Five, five and two. two. Going into week nine. Um, trade deadline passed yesterday. They say we called around about some receivers, but nothing was able to to be made of of that. Um, didn't even seek out a quarterback. He <laughs> Sean Payton seems that, to be fine with what he has, or he's fine with what free agency um what's available with their free agency. Yeah. Um so this is this is this is our team going forward. You know, Will he's not ready to say whether it'll be Travis Simeon or Taysom Hill. Um he does say that he likes 
once again, he likes what he has in the quarterback room. He likes what he has in the receiver room. And that's what he's going to continue to roll with. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how do you see quarterback playing out for us Sunday, at least going into Sunday against the Falcons? Uh, if healthy, I see Taysom Hill getting a start. Uh, even last year, as you recall, all the conversations we had, I, I'm, I, I just believe in what Sean Payton says. If he says someone mm-hmm. is a starting quarterback, that's a starting quarterback. If you're his backup quarterback, you, you're the backup quarterback. Um, with Taysom being a backup quarterback, I feel like if he's healthy, then he will get the start at quarterback. Um, also, yeah. also um, I like what Sean Payton said. He feels very comfortable with what we had. When Jameis went out at halftime, they asked him, how much is the game plan going to change now that uh, Trevor Simeon is playing quarterback? And he told the reporter, not as much as you may think it is it, going to change. Um, mm-hmm. That was the same play calling we've seen even from Jameis Winston these uh, weeks. You know, he was the starting quarterback. And not only that, but I think you can run the same offense with Taysom Hill. Will they be more QB powers? Of course. Will there be more, you know, opportunities for the quarterback to run? Of course. You have to put together a game plan that suits the quarterback. However, I don't think the look changed. I think you still get the same spread offense. It's going to be a heavy dose of Elvin Kamara and Mark Ingram if teams allow it. And you're going to see games where receivers don't catch five and six balls. It'll, you know, continue to be 50, 60 yards receiving uh, or less from receivers. Um, but I, I definitely think we could continue rolling with what we have uh, in-house. And like you spoke about free agency, we know Philip Rivers is out there. He's already made it vocal. Hey, if they call, I'm here. Me personally, I hope he cuts his ears off. I, I don't want Philip Rivers in New Orleans. Um, I would rather roll with, uh, with Taysom Hill. Not saying Taysom is better, but I'm just saying I know what I'm going to get from Taysom. We, we, we five and two at this point. Uh, Taysom went five and one last year, uh, and if Trevor Simmons get the get the start, I, I believe in Sean Payton. Let's see what he can do. Um, and we know if all fails, we have a guy in Taysom who started a handful of games, and we could turn to him as well. Um, so I mean, as soon as it happens, as soon as after the game, you find out, or it looks like, oh, it's going to be an ACL. He's done for the year. My first thought is, okay, well, let's taste him. Like, you know, no, no burner. We're going, we're going to taste him here. But what, what he said today really caught me uh, with him saying, not naming a starter at all, and just saying, look, we're going to see how these guys look in practice and we're going right. to make our decision heading into Atlanta, um, which could just be him taking the advantage like he's done in previous years, saying, well, I'm not going to name Teddy or I'm not going to name Jameis, and mm-hmm. we just going to show up Sunday and surprise right. y'all with who we roll out there with. It could be that, or he could really be giving Trevor Simeon uh, a shot at this, which, once again, Trevor Simeon spent all of last year on our practice squad for mm-hmm. the most part. So um, at this point, I, I honestly think that you roll with Trevor Simeon. I, okay. think, now, I think now Taysom Hill may be – uh, what you what what you expected going into this year is well, if James is the quarterback, Taysom needs to be doing everything he was doing beforehand. I think that's even more critical now to get that those things from him. Um, now that James is out, um, and no Michael Thomas is out, there's no other real wide elite wide receiver help coming this year. So we have what we have. Um, I think Taysom Hill is best served if that utility guy now and you roll with Trevor Simeon at quarterback uh, Trevor Simeon showed you Sunday he can give you what Jameis was giving you um, 
James's ceiling in that offense is way higher, I would think. But Trevor Simeon, uh, right now, I think that's probably who you who you want to roll with. Um, once again, won't be shocked if it is Taysom Hill. Um, because once again, like you say, last year, hey, that's our number two. When the time came, he 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 stepped in and he was the starter for those amount of games. Could be the same situation here. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely and and I'm not as opposed to Philip Rivers as you are. Um, I do think once again, but like you always say, man, these guys got years under their belt in the system. Even though Philip Rivers is a veteran quarterback, he'll pick up everything quickly. I'm sure. Um, and Philip Rivers is a guy who I think. Even now, even after last season, it's probably uh, a little better than Taysom Hill. Well, he's better than Taysom Hill. A little better than Trevor Simeon um, at this point. He'd give us a, uh, he'd give us better quarterback play than either one of those guys. So I wouldn't be too against that either. Um, I am against Cam Newton. I just don't think that he is starting NFL quarterback material anymore. And I could. And once again, like there's always the there's always the Sean Payton factor with any quarterback that comes into the house. Sean Payton could probably make him look good or make him look decent. So he could probably do the same thing with Cam Newton, but I just don't, I don't even want to take that chance with Cam Newton personally. Um, If they do, of course I'm going to support it and I'm going to see how it play out. But yeah, I think that's the one I would be staying away from uh, at this moment. And, um, and me personally, like I said, um, if it's Trevor, cool, back it up, whatever. But unless Taysom Hill is hurt, I can't see how he can't play quarterback. Uh, we always say that he's better as, as a utility player, which I 100% agree with. But we can't uh, act like he's going to make a tremendous impact in the actual game, lining up as tight end or receiver or whatever it is. Uh, because it's not like he's going to go out here and catch 10 balls for a buck 50 and – you know, just be some type of matchup nightmare. He's a situational player. Third and short, mm-hmm. like the matchup we get, we can put in a, a play call to get him matched up on a backer or something of that nature. He's great at blocking. So when they want to run and no. it's a situation where teams got a nickel or dime defense on there, he can block that that corner. Uh, so it's just situational football with him. But a lot of Saints fans always say, well, he's so much better at, you know, being a utility player, which is true because he's he is a better Role player, special teams, punt return, kick return, all that good stuff, right? He's so much better Mm -hmm. at that. But having an actual impact in a game, no coaches going in, game planning for Taysom Hill, whether he's playing slot or tight end. If there's anything besides quarterback, there would be nothing mentioned about Taysom Hill from another team's uh, defense. But um, no matter what quarterback they go out there with, I'm supporting it. Um, but if healthy, I'm just expecting to be Taysom Hill. Yeah, like I said, that wouldn't shock me. But like, like you just said, like even even those situations, I think I think it's just it's so much uh, more he could give us even in those type of situations than him being our our quarterback. Because what can he give us that quarterback that Trevor Simeon can't? It's so true. let's you Sorry. know, so let's go. Yeah, so let's go and use the end. And use that, use him as a utility in those situations where we can capitalize. Uh, before um, we move on from this game, how fun was it for you to see Mark Ingram back in white and gold? We had rush jerseys on, so so how fun was that for you, man? 
Man, I loved even more being able, like I loved that it was a home game that he was able to return for because the reception that he got from yeah. New Orleans, from that crowd, yeah. that's exactly, you know, that that yeah. is exactly how I was feeling about it. So that yeah. was awesome to see. Yeah, yeah. Man, it, was, it was a great feeling, him getting the crowd pumped up pregame. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anywhere else around the NFL you want to look at uh, before we move into this next week? Um. Had a handful of games. Uh, Kansas City struggled again this uh, this Monday. Um, they pulled it out over the Giants in the, in a close one. Uh, what other games we had? Um, that were good. <laughs> yeah, that were good. We had a lot of had a lot of slow games. Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan uh, lost that game with a bloody hand. Got stepped on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Titans coach, Titans lost coach, Derrick yeah. Henry for the yeah, season, but, but yeah. Titans coach was man. a really good one. Yeah, horrible man, horrible. Well, I don't care if you're and, a Titans fan or not, man. It's kind of like the league just accepts and likes yeah. Derrick Henry, man. He's a fan yeah. favorite, bro. Definitely hate to see him go out like that. And the Titans have finally figured it or started to figure it out that he's sitting on top of the AFC right now. But that team runs off of Derrick Henry. It's hard Everything. for me to believe that. Uh, going out there with Ryan Tannehill and, and even Julio Julio Jones and AJ Brown, that they're gonna be able to be anywhere near as successful as they were running off of Derrick Henry. A hundred percent agreed. Uh, Seattle got a victory this this past week. Seattle defense has quietly been playing better the last three or four weeks of football. Man, they have yeah, quietly yeah. been playing a little bit better each week. Yep, and once again, Geno is. Gino was the quarterback you want as your backup. Like, mm-hmm. like once you get a guy like you get a guy like that, and you able to, I think the same about Mr. Trubisky. Um, but if you get a guy like that, and you able to put him in your system and not have to rely on him. You give him time to really figure it out. He, he's going to look better than what he was when he was a Jet or when he was Mr. Trubisky uh, starting for Chicago under yeah. Matt Nagy. <laughs> um, so yeah, Gino went out there and he and he played very well uh, as well. Jets um, on Bengals. Mike White, man, Mike 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 White, Mike. They might go ahead and trade off Zach Wilson. They might have been feeling the calls for Zach Wilson yesterday. They might have been saying, "Look, man, we found the answer." I saw a better. I think a better put a thousand dollars on Mike White leading uh, this past week in passing yards, and he did. And he turned that, I think, into – it was 150 or 105,000. Yeah, yeah, it had to be up there. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, man, I think that – like I say, it wasn't it wasn't a great uh, – Cowboys and the Vikings, Cooper Rush being able to, to not mess it up for them in that <laughs> offense. He had a pretty decent game as well, yeah. though. Um, it seemed to be the week of the backup between mm-hmm. Gino, Mike White, yeah, Cooper four Rush, Trevor think, yeah, Three or four. Uh, yeah. Four of them, and they they all went out there and got and got wins. So mm-hmm. it was the week of the backup. I doubt that that luck continues going forward, though. Um, um, so turning away from this past week and kind of looking forward to some football, man. A uh, lot of stories out there uh, surrounding Cleveland, Odell Beckham, who the Saints targeted in uh, trades that we heard rumors of. Uh, fortunately, it came down to New Orleans wanting Cleveland to eat some of the dead money. Uh, but we couldn't figure out, you know, how we can repay them for that. Uh, I guess they yeah. wanted players and picks. We wanted to send just picks. Um, and we know the situation with him and Baker Mayfield. Odell Sr. Uh, posted 
video showing that his son was uh, butt booty naked open doing games and uh, Baker missed him. Um, and then today Odell was sent home from practice. How do you yeah. feel about that situation and how it's going to play out in Cleveland? I think the, so. I saw a lot of people already like so. It's the it's the job of a lot of people who you know to go ahead and give you the information of look. This is what it's gonna look like if he gets waived. If he gets cut, this is how the waiver wire is gonna work and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I don't see that ended up being the case. I think if they really were done with Odell, they would have traded them and got what they could have for him uh, yesterday time. before the I deadline, think, yeah, or like I you said, a long time ago. Yeah, um, I think I also saw a comment of somebody saying earlier how. Whatever Odell has going on with, if it's the coach or whatever the case may be, it's absolutely being kept private to where even players don't really know about it because players are seeing it and thinking that their relationship is good. So I think whatever it is, it's going to blow over for at least the rest of this season. Um, Will he be back in Cleveland next year? I doubt it. I I couldn't see that happening after – what is what is this is his third year in Cleveland mm-hmm. and it, none of them have been good this far for one reason or another. So it'd be hard for me to see him back in Cleveland. And Cleveland I, made that to Cleveland made that kind of clear to me as well that he won't be returning. You haven't re-signed him yet. We know Baker Mayfield seems to be a better quarterback when Odell is not there. Baker plays his best football deep in the season. Uh last year he went on a run, had a chance of knocking off KC. But uh, in this offense, it seemed like Odell would be perfect for it. Someone who could stretch yeah. the defense, possession receiver. Uh, when he got there, one of the better receivers in football. But for whatever it is, him and Baker just don't – they just don't mix. Uh, if you Cleveland and you release him, I think they will owe him $15 million of dead money next year. I saw uh, next year if they release him, uh, they get that number down to like eight and a half or so. Uh, yeah. I definitely don't think that he's back uh, in Cleveland. Um, yeah, no. I, I wish uh, Odell all of, all of, uh, all of, you know well wishes, man. He's a he's a homegrown uh, product. Uh, it'd be good to see him in black and gold one day as well, bro. And and honestly, at this point, I just want to see him be able to be a good wide receiver because he hasn't been over the past three years, and right. a lot has gone like he's been injured a good bit, and his connection with Baker has never gotten there, and like he has to take some blame for some of that as well. But I want to be able to just to see him be a good receiver again, and I'm looking forward to that day. And like you say, man, Cleveland seems like it should have been the perfect situation for him to go out there and ball out, but it just for whatever reason, it hasn't it hasn't hit for him. Agreed. Um, we have to touch on the Rams trading for Von Miller, sending a what it was a second and a third, a to, second and a third, second yep. and third to Denver for Von Miller. Um, yep. What did you initially think once you saw that the trade broke, and now that you kind of had a little time to sit on it, does anything change for the Rams now that they have Von Miller? I mean, it it. <laughs> It it already it puts them in a better situation than they already were. But like me, a lot of people already had them as being the best team in the NFC, being the representative of the Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. it, but once again, it just gives them even more of an edge on defense. Like for I, like I heard somebody I was listening to a show the other day, and they were saying, "Man, when I think the Rams, I don't think defense. Even with how good their defense is, you think about that offense. You think about Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods." Uh, Henderson has been having a great season. You think of Sean McVay, you don't think about that defense, even though it's over there with Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, the best defensive players in the league. 
Um, and adding Von Miller to that is just going. And he's healthy. They say he checked out. And he's healthy. Yeah. So, yeah, like this doesn't do anything but make their road to the Super Bowl easier. Um, yeah. I really love the philosophy that they've had over these past three, four, three seasons to where mm-hmm. they've been looking at it as, look, we're in a position to win. Every year. Get the future. Let's go win. <laughs> like, let's, let's right do now. what we need to do right now to go win. And that started with Jalen Ramsey. Um, and then, of course, you know, now it's Von Miller and Matthew Stafford um, giving up mm-hmm. all those picks in order to bring those players in because they know that they – can win now when they're in a win now mode. Uh, right. So I love it. And I think uh, the Rams is one of those teams that they're so good on defense like the Saints, but they also have a lot of forgetting, forgotten names. Um, yeah. They got Darius Williams, who, you know, he's a great addition opposite side of, of Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. He don't get a lot of love. And then you got my, um, uh, what's his name, Malcolm Floyd, who's always floating around um, with Pro Bowl consideration and things of that because – for the longest, he was opposite side of 99. I don't, you know, we don't call him. Uh, <laughs> we don't call him by his name, Aaron Donald. He's 99 to me. But now you get the pair Floyd opposite side of Von Miller, and you still have 99 in the middle. If we thought Jalen Ramsey was good already, now, I mean, they're getting to the quarterback even faster, causing the quarterback to throw the ball faster, which means they these corners can sit on more routes and things of that nature. Now you're talking football, right? Yep. If this clicks yep. the way it's supposed to. So uh, I'm excited. I want to see it. Uh, I love that Denver sent him to a winner, uh, a team that uh, have hopes and, and um, you know, they're in position even now to go to the Super Bowl before he got there. And uh, they did him right. You know, he, he was there a yeah. long time. He held it down. He was professional. He always said the right thing, always led that defense. Uh, he got a Super Bowl with them. So I like situations like that where both parties uh, in this situation, all three parties could win because the Rams clearly don't care about draft picks. Sean McVay has made <laughs> that very clear. And I yeah. mean, we joked about it in the past, but this is like a whole nother level right here. Like he could care less. I saw something today that said uh, they spent that that the first overall on uh, on uh, what's your boy name that's in uh, Detroit now uh, golf yeah, golf, Derek Derek golf golf and it didn't work out and it was just like look forget draft picks we'll never yeah. we'll never be in this situation again and just like I spoke about Odell Beckham I said the thing same thing about Von Miller man it, it seems like it's been a while since he's played that 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 great uh, football. That mm-hmm. we have seen from him in, in the past, that of course his situation hasn't been great, and he's been dealing with some injuries too. But yeah. you know, I'm just looking forward to being able to see him play some really good football, uh, yeah. and this is this is a great opportunity for him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I can't wait to see that. Um. So let's let's look forward to to next week. Let's look at um. Of course, we're going to start with the Saints, the Saints and the Falcons. Um, the Saints are five and a half point favorites against the Falcons. Uh, once again, we back at home, which once again, it feels good being that we were away from home so so far this half of this first half of the season. So being back uh, in New Orleans again to take on. I saw I saw somebody put up a poll the other day that said, uh, who is the biggest rival of the New Orleans Saints? And to myself, I could only think, if you don't say the Falcons, you're not a real Saints fan. Like, that Tampa Bay and Carolina stuff, that's yeah. cute. But the Falcons is where it's at, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, five and a half point favorites on. again. How can you start a poll on something so obvious? 
So five and a half point favorites uh, coming into this game. No Jameis, no Michael Thomas. Um, besides that, the last time I checked, the injury report was pretty uh, – it's down now. It's, it's, mm. it's only a couple players that's still floating around on there, so that's that's huge. Um, we know about Calvin really stepping away for his uh, mental health, so the Falcons are without their number one receiver. Um, uh, so how do you see this one playing out? Um, I think that this game will be one that uh, is closer than what people think. Uh, I know initially, like, you know, it's the Falcons. They're sorry. They don't win a bunch of games. No defense. Kelvin really stepped away. Uh, no running back. All this good stuff, right? But um, I do think that this game is going to be a, a fairly decent game, uh, especially early. I think we may start to pull off kind of later in this game, late third, fourth yeah. quarter. But I, Matt Ryan is a veteran quarterback, and he don't get a lot of love. But Matt Ryan yeah. is a decent quarterback. He's one of those guys, yeah. if you told me that his contract had expired last season or we know it expires this season and we bring him on for a year or two, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad at that. Matt Ryan's a, a pretty good uh, quarterback. Um, but they just don't have the pieces surrounding, uh, surrounded, surrounding him right now to uh, put up what a defense as good as New Orleans. Um, yep. No receivers to worry about, you know, now that Ridley is gone. We know, you know, Julio left. Um, but Pitts, I, it will be very interesting to see how they decide to guard Pitts. Uh, do you let a smaller guy in CJ Gordon Johnson run around with him? Do you let a slower, stronger Malcolm Jenkins? Um, it, it's going to be, you know, a back and forth game, a chess match. And, you know, I just want to see that play out. But uh, knowing that we play a lot of man, right? If Atlanta can use Pitts to move chains early, uh, Cordell Patterson is their version of Taysom Hill. He does just about everything for them. Um, they have, yeah. a, you know, decent weapons to keep chains moving. But can they O-line hold up long enough? You know, can they defense hold up long enough? That's the questions. But uh, I have New Orleans winning this one, and I would say by seven. And that's where the uh, Trevor plays or uh, takes them. Starts at quarterback. I'm going New Orleans. Yeah, and um, I'm going to start with this. So all Saints fans can already be aware there will be a big touchdown, a, a, a big touchdown pass given up by New Orleans to a receiver that shouldn't be in the position. It's going to happen this game. This is the game where Russell Gage somehow Stop. gets open 40 yards down the field Stop and it. scores a touchdown. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a receiver. You probably It probably won't even be Russell Gage. It's going to be a player you ain't never heard of before, and you're trying to figure out how he 40 yards down the field with nobody on him. So that's going to be one of their touchdowns. <laughs> this Sunday. I'm just preparing y'all now. So y'all ain't even got to get mad about it Sunday. <laughs> But outside of that, uh, I think this I think this game is close for as long as it takes for whoever the quarterback is for us to get into a good rhythm. Um, whether, like you said, whether it's Trevor Simeon or whether it's Taysom Hill, um, the quicker they can get into a rhythm, uh, the quicker this game is going to get out of hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so if Trevor Simeon, honestly, if Trevor Simeon is able to go out there and click like he was um, this past Sunday – this game won't be close for long because I don't have any uh, faith in the Falcons slowing down Alvin Kamara or Mark Ingram. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you had so on first and second down, we're running the football, and then on third down, if you can trust Trevor Simeon to be able to pick up three yards, then we're going to be able to move the football down the field and and score pretty easily. Um, the only the I mean the Falcons' offense once again, you just touched on the Kyle Pitts. 
and Cordero, Cordero Patterson. Honestly, Cordero Patterson is the only one you really got to worry about. Um, as Kyle Pitts got shut down last week, I think he, I think he had one one catch last week, mm-hmm. and I was shocked. I was shocked to see that. So once again, he's a, last week too, though. he's a rookie. He's young. Uh, you're going to be able to do some things, especially if you're using somebody like Garner Johnson on him to get him out of his rhythm and out of and, and out of uh, a strong mental place early in the game. And if you can do that, <laughs> if you can do that, then uh, it's just you worrying about Cordero Patterson. And of course, we have faith in Demario Davis to be able to to limit what he's able to do. So I'm right there with you. Um, I'm going to go ten. I'm going to say okay. it's a ten point victory right here. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's say, man, I want to say ten. I think it might be more than that. But let's say, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say fourteen points. I'm gonna say fourteen okay. points. Okay. I'm gonna say twenty four ten. Like I said, I think the Falcons definitely, for whatever reason, we are gonna have a bonehead defensive plan. Somebody's gonna get open and go score uh, a, a a long touchdown. And uh, but I think that'll be the most that the Falcons get out of this. And you know what? I kind of feel completely opposite. I feel like no one truly gets open deep. And this is going to be, to me, one of the better defensive games. Uh, last year, I remember C.J. Gardner-Johnson, he guarded uh, Russell Gage in the slide. He took him away. They kind of got into it back and forth. Russell mm-hmm. Gage dropped the open ball that game. And if I'm not mistaken, was it Taysom Hill's first start last year against Atlanta? I think so. Yeah. And he kind of ran wild on them. So. Um, it would make sense to start him again. They can only game plan for what we did last year when he played. But uh, but yeah, uh, we overpowered them. We we played bully ball, ran the ball down their throats. It was nothing that they can pretty much do about it. But uh, I think I think this is going to be one of the better defensive games where uh, no blown assignments and things of that nature. I don't see Matt Ryan yeah. having enough time to get guys down the field. To be honest. Yeah, I was about to say, but those those moments always come when we don't expect them. That's true is- too. John Ross, that's true. Uh, or yeah, so that's why I'm going ahead and planning it in my mind that that's going to happen. But I got you. Outside of that, it seems like we see this game uh, being playing out pretty much the same. Um, you. you have it closer than I do, but we both have them covering easily mm-hmm. at home. Um, so Thursday night football, we got the Jets against the Colts. We got Mike White against Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Um, just to speak on Carson Wentz for a second, what my man be out here doing, bruh? Uh, like, I be, trying to, I be trying to root for Carson Wentz, <laughs> and, then, and then he out here throwing left-handed passes. Uh, he throwing left-handed passes out the end zone. I don't, I can't, I don't understand, bruh. man. I used to be so high on that dude, bro. Like, that year he yeah. went down, I'm like, man, this dude really missed out on the MVP. He missed out on being a starting quarterback for a Super Bowl team. And uh, then, like, after that, it's like the wheels fall off, have fallen off, man. Like, Go to the Colts, good old line. They don't have receivers. They got a good run game, good defense. So, worst case situation, don't tell me you don't have weapons. Look what James Winston is doing, you know? So, and I, and I was just about to say, he, he's being the James Winston of old. He's making right. horrible decisions right. to where sometimes you're looking at Carson Winston, you say, okay, Carson Winston, this is what we expect <laughs> you to do. And then the next play is, boom. Yep. What you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, he has been picking it up for his yardage per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But still, the Colts' offense, even with him throwing for 300 yards, the Colts' offense isn't much to fear. Uh, it definitely starts and ends with Jonathan Taylor and that O-line to me. Um, the Jets coming off a of victory, man. Hey, they just beat one of the better teams in football in Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, so Michael White throw for over 400 yards. Uh, do I think he's the savior? I, I can't say that. 
Uh, however, uh, in this game, the Colts have a great defense. Uh, it's a short turnaround. They play Thursday. Um, I'm going to go with the Jets. I'm going to take the Jets plus the points. Uh, I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think the Colts win um, yeah. an ugly, low-scoring game. But uh, I have to take the I have to take the Jets plus the points. I mean, you got a guy who threw for 400 yards, no tape on him. How do the coach prepare for him? You know, like they should have some success. And then I'm counting on um, uh, Carson Wentz. We just spoke about his um, his characteristics of turning the ball uh, over. Counting on him to turn yeah. the ball over once or twice. So uh, ten points for a team that really don't score a lot. To overcome, it seems like a lot to me. So I'm gonna go with the Jets plus uh plus the points, but Colts win the game. Jonathan Taylor is definitely the focus of that Colts offense. Um, over the weeks though, Carson Wentz has definitely uh found his connection with Michael Pittman Jr. and he's been able to. That's something that's starting to. Last week it worked out well, um, but at moments you found. Carson Wentz only looking for Michael Pittman, and that and that put him in a hole a couple times too. Um, I'm going to take the Jets to win this football game. Oh, the wow. Jets, the Jets offensively Sunday looked like a team I hadn't seen. Like I, I didn't recognize. The and that's team. with I had the turnover. To, I had to check and see. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Mike White started out ten to ten, and then he threw two back to back interceptions, and then got right back on course. Mm -hmm. uh, to throw four touchdowns, 400 yards, uh, and lead that team to a victory. Um, a lot of quarterbacks can't do that, especially right. quarterbacks in their first start. Um, mm -hmm. I know he's been in the league. I think th I think this is his third year in the league, but that's mm -hmm. his first start. Right. And a quarterback with that type of – to have that type of mentality to not let those back-to-back -back interceptions really kill him, that's, that's showing something. Yeah. Um, and then you were able to see uh, a good bit out of those receivers, which we haven't been seeing uh, all year to this point. Mm -hmm. um, they have a rookie on defense. Uh, he plays corner. Um, he has the same name as their running back, Michael Carter. I want to say it's his name, Michael Carter II. Uh, I want to say they say he's been targeted 104 times and has given up. Uh, dang, what is it? I wish I would have saved it earlier when I saw it. But it's it's a it's a real good. He's been playing probably the best out of their defense all year. He's not giving up much to any wide receiver. Um, and if that continues, and you just have to focus on taking away Michael Pittman and forcing the coach to run the football, then I think, like you said, you could count on at least one turnover from Carson Wentz. And then it's just all about what you do for, do with it. So, yeah. like you said, there's not a lot of tight tape on Mike White out here. Um, all you could go off of is, is what you saw Sunday, um, and I, and once again, it's a short week. I think mm -hmm. the Jets are able to ride this momentum and take a victory from the Colts, who haven't looked like world beaters this year. Right. Um, and um, even defensively, which we thought for sure from last year to this year, they would still be able to to really be up there uh, in defense. But I think the Jets still won Thursday. Okay. Cool. Uh, next, we are going to look at the Browns and the Bengals. The Bengals are minus two and a half. We just touched on the Odell situation, so we'll see how that plays out going throughout this week. Um, see if he's able to get in that practice and, and be able to play this week. We know what's going on with Baker Mayfield and his shoulder. Um, 
Nick Chubb was back this past week. Um, so that's that's a good thing. I think Kareem Hunt is at least one more game. He'll be out at least one more week. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bengals, though, getting upset by the Jets after, you know, they, they tricked us the week before to looking at them and saying, well, wait a minute, the Bengals might be the best team in the AFC. And then they show us what they showed us last week. So how do you see this one going? Uh, I, w- I watched that game closely with Baker Mayfield. I was looking for anything to indicate that he's having issues throwing the football. And I didn't see that. To me, it was the Baker Mayfield. If you would have never told me he was dealing with injury, I would have never speculated anything. Um, Nick Chubb, like you said, he's back. He's still missing his counterpartner, uh, Kareem Hunt. Uh, but Johnson has been filling in when given an opportunity. Uh, he is not. He didn't get as many touches as I thought he would this Sunday. Uh, but when given this opportunity, he's making the most of it. And I think that's enough for Cleveland to win this game. I still have issues fully trusting uh, Cincinnati, especially trusting them against teams with elite pass rushes. Uh, yeah. Miles, Miles Garrett and Clowney have been on the tear this year. Miles Garrett, to me, was the defensive player the year before uh, he got COVID. Uh, and to me, this year, he looked like he's right back on track of that. Yeah. Um, I... Jamal Chase, great receiver, but hey, they got Denzel Ward, who's been playing great this season. He's been yeah. one of the better corners. Uh, so uh, I would have to take the Browns a little bit more proven, uh, battle-tested, uh, and uh, they're, they're still trying to stay alive in their division. Uh, we know that they're great at running the football. Cincinnati is not uh, uh, great at stopping the run. Of course, they're going to load the box a little bit more than they usually do, but uh, I just see Joe Burrow having to throw the ball sooner than he want to. Uh, yeah. Chase, Chase dealing with a, a a great quality cornerback that could kind of slow some things down. Uh, I'm gonna take Cleveland in this one to cover, to win and cover. Um, you know how I feel about the Browns. If I if I claimed the AFC team, it would probably be the Browns. Like over these past few years, but I don't do that. Um, <laughs> but I can't. I I think the Bengals shake back off of this this loss on Sunday. Um, I think at this point, I trust the Bengals' defense more than I trust Cleveland's offense. Um, and um, so, once again, Nick Chubb just getting back. He didn't look like himself Sunday, but he's going he's gonna to get back there for sure. Uh, not having Kareem Hunt. Don't know what's going on with Odell Beckham, but even if he was out there and ain't like him and uh, Baker right. Mayfield have yeah. any type of connection at this point. Baker's playing through that injury. Like you said, you didn't see anything. Uh, wrong with him, but that's something that's always in the back of his head when he's dealing with that with that opposite shoulder. Um, man, I think, like you say, they have Jamar Chase, and that's probably going to be Denzel Ward's uh, responsibility responsibility come Sunday. But they also have T Higgins. They also have Tyler Boyd. Um, and those guys have been having productive seasons as well. Like that's that three deep at receiver that you really got to worry about, and then Joe Mixon out the backfield. And um, Uzama at tight end. Um, they have a lot of weapons, and like I say, I just I'm with you. Miles Garrett is. Hey, I, I want to say he's on pace right now. I think he was on pace last year at this point too to break the sack record, the, mm-hmm. the season sack record. I think he's right back on pace for that. Um, but I just like I said, I trust the Bengals defense more than I trust Cleveland's offense. It's insane to me that they were able to just put up ten points against uh, the Steelers on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and even and once again, that's another division rivalry that we're mm-hmm. looking at. Um, so I think the Bengals are able to bounce back uh, against Cleveland in this game. And two and a half points, 
yeah, I I I can see the Bengals being able to to cover that. Got you. Um, let's go Texans Dolphins, the battle of the one and seven teams. Let's mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the battle. We can call it the battle for Deshaun Watson. Whoever wins <laughs> this game gets Deshaun Watson after this season. Either Houston keeps them or they shoot them. They shoot them off to Miami. Miami is a six and a half point favorite in this game. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Miami is another team who coming into the season, I personally thought they were going to be way better than what they what they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, one and seven, I saw them earlier. Uh, I would think five and two coming into the season. I could have saw five and two. Quarterback has been a huge thing for them. Them not having a, a true running back has been a huge issue for them. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver, which once again last year I didn't really care for their wide receivers, but you looked into it coming into this season. You add in Jalen Waddle, you add in Will Fuller, you still have Devontae Parker, you still have Jaseki, who I think is a top five tight end, and still nothing is really being, you know, you're not being able to produce much. That secondary, when healthy, that's one of the best in the league. When healthy, they haven't been able to like they had a game a couple weeks ago when Xavier Howard nor Byron Jones played. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyrod Taylor is supposed to be returning this week for Houston. I think, I think oddly, them trading Mark Ingram kind of kind of was a boost for them, seeing the way that Brandon Cooks reacted to that and them. Pushing out that Brandon Cooks is the player we not letting go of because this is the type of player we want to build around. Um, getting Tyrod Taylor back is going to change a lot. Davis Mills has been okay. Tyrod Taylor is going to be better. He's going to give them more uh, as a quarterback. Uh, Brandon Cooks has been solid all season long. He just plays for the Texans, so you're not going to hear too much about it. Um, and their defense, man. That defense has its moments uh, where they, where you look at them and say, "Man, this is a solid defense." And then I think after once again, if you're not getting much done on offense, the defense only gonna be able to hold up for so long. True, um, and it's gonna break down. So I, I, I'm gonna six and a half. I'm gonna roll with the Texans. I'm not even gonna pick a winner, but I think the the game's gonna be closer than a touchdown. I think a field goal will probably be the the separation in this game. So I'll start with the Texans uh, quarterback. Uh, he's you said he's he's decent. I I wouldn't say decent. Yeah, I think yeah. he's um, I think he's what you expect a, a third round pick to be uh, a guy who you uh, have faith to be one day maybe your quarterback, but you know he's going to uh, take time to develop. Uh, mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks, like you mentioned, he's been fantastic. He's been probably the only bright spot for this team, uh, the Texans, this year. Uh, he's been consistent. Um, I think if, I, if I'm mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, he's probably averaging about 75, 80 yards. I know he missed the game, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, he's been a, a solid number one for them. Um, outside of that, I don't see anything positive for Houston. Hopefully Tyrod Taylor's back because you say that he's better. I have him way better than what they currently have starting their quarterback. Yeah, I wouldn't um, go that far. I'm sorry? <laughs> but but I, I feel, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. But yes, once again, we, we feel differently about Davis Mills at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the Dolphins. Tua has 
And you, you said how you thought they were going to be five and two. And I told you, I think it's New England division again. Like, I think New, New England was right back being the better team in this division. Uh, I think Buffalo had a year. Uh, but I just didn't see them repeating and having the same success because even last year on defense, they gave up yards. But people ignore that because they caused so many turnovers. Well, when you're giving up yards and you're not getting turnovers, that's not a good thing for a defense. And you spoke about their corners that they invested a lot in Howard and Jones. Uh, mm-hmm. And you was talking about how they, you know, both missed missed the game. Uh, but even when they both was playing, they were one of the weaker part of the defenses. So you're supposed to be the cornerstones, but I got both of these money corners getting beat. Um, so having both of them cool, we know what they're capable of doing it, of capable of doing. But they have to get in a rhythm uh, and, and put some things together uh, on the defensive side of the ball. I think this is going to be a game where we're looking at halftime and we like, yeah, the Dolphins is going to win this game. Dolphins will probably be up probably 10 points. But I think in the course of the game, uh, when the defense have to relax, Houston's going to make a push and make it, you know, a closer game. So I have Houston covering this game as well. I think the Dolphins is going to win this game. I know you didn't pick a winner. I'm going Dolphins to win, but I'm taking the Texans to cover. Yeah, see, and I absolutely don't like. So the Xavier Howard Byron Jones thing is 100% Miami's front seven is garbage. There is no pressure being made that like so those guys are going to get beat like it, just because of the fact that the quarterback got all day, um, and then when it comes to Tua once again obviously the weapons haven't helped him that wasn't the that wasn't the issue so now it's now it's a lot of well you know and and that plus he already knows he's he's on the on the hot seat yeah um and 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 that's playing a part too I just. Yeah, I can't. I can't have faith in that team. Uh, from what they've looked like so far, especially with the talent that's on that team, like that's that's always the thing for me. So yeah, I, I like I said, I don't have a winner, but I definitely think Texans are going to be able to come in under yeah. under a touchdown in that one. And besides losing Van Noy, uh, I can't think of. They no- yeah, they didn't have a a good front seven last year either. Yeah, that's um, but like I say, those turnovers were. Yeah. The reason why no one paid no mind to it, but yeah, yeah, they didn't have they didn't have a good front seven last year either. Yeah, and Devontae Parker, the first beginning of last year, he was getting off. He was on his way to a thousand yard receiving uh, year uh, with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then they pulled Fitzpatrick for Tua, and you never heard mm-hmm. anything about Parker again. Surprised they didn't deal him uh, before the trade. I sure would have, because I've never trusted Devontae Parker. I would have got him up out of there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So last game we we're gonna look at real quick is Titans versus Rams. Rams are minus seven. Mm-hmm. This should be uh this should be pretty easy, but I'm interested to hear what you're saying about this one. Is that dude with the Draylocks playing this Sunday for the Titans? Uh nah, not not the one that matters. Okay, well yeah, not I'm the taking one the that Rams. matters. I'm taking the Rams then. Yeah, that, that's pretty easy. Like you said, man, the the that <laughs> Reds, I didn't tell start... you the spread. I didn't even tell you the spread on the game. Don't matter. I'm taking the Rams. Tennessee was starting to figure it out in their passing game, but once again, it's all based off of their run game. There's not a running back that they're going to get that's going to produce anything or give anybody in, any amount of the fear that Derrick Henry gives opposing defenses. Um, so we're looking at a game where it's going to be Ryan Tannehill passing the ball 40, yard, uh, 40 times, mm-hmm. and he – Three of those gonna go to Darius Williams and Jalen Ramsey. 
at the least it's gonna be three of them. Three. <laughs> at least three. At least three of them, and he's gonna get sacked probably five times with Von Miller at least getting one of those. Like it, it's not gonna. It's not gonna. Uh, Taylor Lewan, he isn't there. He hasn't been there, if I'm not mistaken. Who? Uh, so Taylor Lewan, they left tackle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Tennessee. Yeah. His and then play you tell has come that, down too, though. His play has come down tremendously. Yeah. And then you telling me that the best running back you're gonna have is a uh, a receiving back. He he's not an in between the yeah. tackle. You're not gonna try to run him twenty times or anything like that. And then the other one is fifty years old. So I don't know. I <laughs> it might even take him time to get to get oiled up. He might not even be ready to go Sunday. So <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's hard for me to see that that Tennessee team be able. And I'm not even gonna say that they're not gonna score. I can see them putting up 20, 21 points. Oh, AJ you. Brown has looked really good. Julio Jones um, is, is like I say, they're fig- they were figuring it out their passing game, but not having that run game to rely on is just gonna be too much for them. So seven hey. 35-20. I can see that that being the score. And but once again, the Rams are gonna they're gonna roll in this game. Yeah. I'm I'll go a little further. I would say 42-20. I'm gonna go forty-two okay. twenty, and I have yeah. um, and I have the Titans scoring probably seventeen of the twenty in late third and fourth quarter. I was just about to say that too. I, I think it'll be a lot like last week. Uh, the Rams gave up a lot of points in, in late third, man. fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But early on, it was what they got up to thirty-one zero. I think against yeah. Houston. Yeah. So yeah, I can I can see that definitely being the case here too. Yeah. So I think we're going to the opposite one game this week. That's crazy. Yeah, I think that was what Browns Bengals was the only thing we went opposite on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no! Didn't you take the Colts? No, I took. Well, I took the Colts took, to win, but I took the Jets to cover. Okay, got you. Yeah, so it was just Browns Bengals. Yeah, that's the only game we went opposite of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, that's that's it for NFL. I mean. We're a sports show, so Houston, uh, Atlanta Braves. I was just thinking that. The, yeah, the I was World just series <laughs> last night. So congratulations to them. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, man, we NBA season is rolling along. It's there's some there's some stuff there we will be able to touch on soon. But there's definitely some stuff there that I want to get your opinion on. But right now, man, we we in the we still in the in the middle now of football yeah. season, so it's just really getting interesting. Yes, sir. Uh, so it's gonna be exciting to keep watching going forward, and always great to get on here and talk football with always, you, man. Bro. Always. Uh, so until next week, man, we out. All right, man. Be good, bro. You boys not in my league. No. If you listen close, I'm coaching. Say keys to the boy, hella dope without pushing a blanco. Still stabbing bitches like 94 in the Bronco. If it's about the money, I'm leaving them hoes pronto. If I don't do nothing, I'm about Lonzo. Every time I do it, do it the.